All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. We're so caught up in Mike Leach tributes in hour one, Coach Leach passing away. We forgot to remind you about the great people of Van Hoos Fence. Holiday specials ongoing from Van Hoos Fence. Purchase 100 feet of fence and receive a free gate. It's a great deal. Good for new or replacement fencing. Financing available. Call Mark today at 405-735-1167 or online at vhfence.com. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans. My gosh. Teddy, will you please let me go back to blocking people? Look at this. He just doesn't have to experience that, does he? No, he doesn't. This might be the the lone person that maybe should. I mean, literally, dude. It's it literally is an insanity. There are hold on, just just roll back here. One, two, three, four, five, six, six tweets asking if we saw the um Kale Kale Gunny. Gunny tweet. And then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like eleven, tw- twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Like 14, fourteen 15. that just say Tarber on them. Ted. Uh, no, there's Ted. more than that. We gotta go back further. Teddy! <laughs> what are you doing to me? Um, oh yeah, we'll we'll get you. Brandon says we can call him now. Brandon Drum's going to join oh, us here in just man. a second. I'm telling you people, this thing is the absolute. We shouldn't worst. joke about this guy. There might be there might be something more going on. I ain't scared. Lonnie just tweeted me on Twitter at Boomer Sooner LG and writes programming alert. Well, he retweeted this to Toby and I. The SEC Network will have an hour long tribute show today at two Eastern called Remembering Mike Leach. Um, throughout the day, they're going to have various contributors helping in the um, tip of the cap to one of the great. Well, Lonnie, so are we, buddy. But, no, that's pretty cool, too. And I liked what Heartland Sports sent his Favorite Mike Leach quote was that, quote, you can coach anyone to catch a football if you just keep throwing objects at them. <laughs> Could you imagine that? It's like, hey, so what? how did you uh, – How'd you really start getting the groove of, of, of catching the football? Well, um, they kept throwing things at me, and eventually I caught them. I like that. All right, is uh, B-Drum ready? We're ready. Hashtag drum beat. Brandon Drum joins us. Brandon, obviously, uh, a day for Mike, Leak, uh, Mike Leach tributes. I know that, um, I mean, obviously, I don't think you were living in Oklahoma. I, I wasn't in Norman at that time, but Mike Leach, an incredible impact when he came to OU in 99, and Boy, what an influence he had over this conference in college football, right? Yeah, I actually went to a uh, Bob Stoops' first football camp. Oh, cool. Uh, in 1999. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if that was Teddy's year or not, because I went both 99 and 2000. Mm-hmm. So um, I know I was there when Teddy ran the 40 <laughs> and the whole thing shut down. Uh, but uh, the year that Mike Leach was there, I actually roomed with one of the quarterbacks that because it was I was on the level with Jason Y, uh, Terrell Francis, Rip himself actually, who ended up passing away shortly after that camp. Um, uh, Lance Donnelly, Wes Welker, we were all on the same same level, um, and uh, <laughs> you know Leach would come in there and talk. Uh, to the quarterback, I can't remember his name. He's from San Antonio, and I don't. It wasn't like Drew Brees or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it was. He was. He was a different character. Um, he. Uh, he always had some sort of quick-witted thing. Even back then, whenever you know we would do like a one-handed catch to try to show off and stuff at the camps, 
but uh, he uh, to me he was just a national treasure. Uh, just I mean everything from talking about how he came up with his captains. I mean one time I think at Mississippi State or Washington State, I can't remember which one it was that, but the Price is Right. Yeah, he played uh, that, you know, and yeah, and all that type of stuff. I mean it, it's just the guy is he's going to be missed. I mean he's the architect and he's he's one of the uh, reasons why Oklahoma football came back to what it was. I mean, yeah. his offense was used for years at OU and then variations of it afterwards. So, I mean, he's always going to have a special place in Norman, Oklahoma, in people's hearts because of, you know, the fact that he was kind of the architect or the one of the OGs of why Oklahoma football is now considered a national power again. Brandon Drum is in the house at Brandon Drum 24-7 on Twitter, OUinsider.com. And really, there's there's no easy way to transition, you know, when we're talking about the loss of a legend. But from the sadness of losing Mike Leach, there was a, a pretty significant gain last night for OU football. And, Brandon, you had kind of – you'd been all over this for quite a while that Oklahoma was going to land what many consider to be the top defensive transfer portal entrant in, in college football right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, Deshaun McCullough. I mean, he's what do you have four and a half stacks as a freshman, uh, and double digits and tackles for losses. He had a whole bunch of tackles during his freshman year and was considered a freshman All American. So uh, the fact that Oklahoma got him out of the transfer portal is I, I, it's a sign of the times. Number one, because that just shows you where things are at. You could be a superstar at your university that you chose out of high school and then decide, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to go a step up now. Right. So, I mean, it, this is huge. And, and, and they doubled down by getting four-star defensive back and his brother, younger brother, Dave McCullough, as well. So, uh, it, it's this was huge, huge for Oklahoma. And, I, and this isn't to minimize, you know, what – Deshaun White's done at the cheetah position because he's done a really good job in year one getting to learn the the system and all that type of stuff. But Deshaun McCullough was a safety out of high school where Deshaun was a linebacker. And so you've got a guy playing that was a linebacker his whole career playing a position where he's a hybrid. And that's going to make Deshaun, you know, feel a little uncomfortable. Now he, he stepped it up at the end of the year and, really started to make some some gains there and we all saw the defense start to improve as the as the year ended but this kid has a chance to transform the defense because 6'4 230 pounds runs a 4440 I mean just a freak of nature and everybody in the country wanted him Ohio State wanted him out of out of high school he was committed to them obviously flipped to go play for his dad at Indiana who ultimately left to go be the running back coach at Notre Dame. And then all of a sudden he's in the transfer portal, Ohio State. Everybody in the country wanted him again, and he chooses Oklahoma. And this seemed to be something like you started hearing buzz about this back in October, actually. Like he was going to get in the portal, and he was going to go play with his brother. So wherever his brother ended up was where the song was going to end up. So the fact Oklahoma caught wind of that and really started to to work on that when they uh, obviously Deshaun got in the portal, it was – it's big. I mean, this thing has a chance to be uh, – it, it, it helps you see what Oklahoma's defense could be with an Isaiah Simmons-type body back there at that cheetah spot. How And he's got two or three years left. 
How challenging has covering, and Brandon Drum is our guest from OUinsider.com, how challenging has it been in trying, Brandon, to cover the portal? Because if a guy doesn't announce it on his Twitter feed or you don't have a relationship with him, it's tough to know who he's talking to and who he isn't talking to. Mm -hmm. What has that challenge been like to find out who OU is or isn't in on? Uh, It's been a bear because it's more or less you've got to contact sources and you've got to contact people, find out who this person knew or who they were talking to out of high school that maybe you knew in the 24-7 network, and then they can push you in the right direction to go, you know, contact the people that are around that person. It is, it's a bear because normally out of high school, you can, a kid gets an offer, you can hit them up because you work for 24-7. They're going to, they're going to contact you back pretty easily. And they're going to send you their parents' numbers. They're going to send you their coaches' numbers. And then all of a sudden you have all the connections around them and that's easy to deal with. This is totally different where you've got to hope to goodness that the kid will respond to you after they get the offer, number one. Number two, if they don't, now you've got to start doing your due diligence and start digging around, calling the school that they were at, the high school, get get the numbers of their, their coaches, get the numbers of their parents, all that type of stuff. It is a lot more difficult to cover the transfer portal, mainly because, a kid could get an offer, and next thing you know, they're committed to somebody else the very next day, and it was all for naught. That's another thing that's kind of – because you're, you're, you're basically chasing your tail sometimes, and it, it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, but, again, sign of the times. And if you're not willing to deal with it, you're not in the right business, obviously, whether it's covering it or being a coach because – this is where it's headed, and this is how it's going to be. Now, I think things are going to start changing a little bit as far as rules and regulations as we move along through this because it's going to be a learning process. And I think the same thing with NIL. I think eventually I foresee a commissioner. I foresee, you know, you like the amount of money uh, schools can throw out at kids for NIL and stuff like that are going to be managed, uh, players' unions, all that type of stuff. And it's going to be like the G League or basically the Champions League over in uh, soccer for those that like to watch uh, soccer overseas, so in the Premier League stuff. So I, I think it's going to tend to to go that direction eventually, but I think it's going to take some time. So with that in mind, boy, it really seems as if just in focusing right now on the portal, Brandon, it seems OU's really drilling deep on wide receiver. A lot of oh, yeah. wide receiver offers out there. How many do you think they could possibly get out of the portal from that receiver position? And and, and by the way, on that too, what other position do you see them drilling deeper on? Well, obviously, I think there's three positions that they're really, really drilling on. That's wide receiver, it's defensive line, and it's offensive line. And I think that's, that's a given to anybody that's been following this just a little bit. Um, I think they're going to try to take two wide receivers out of the portal, and I think they're going to try to get two more wide receivers in the 2023 class. That's just my gut because I think they want depth. I think they want competition at that position, and they want to try to push guys. Uh, look, the drops killed Oklahoma this year, and it cost them four ball games. literally four ball games. Drop passes cost them. And they don't want to go through that again. So – you're going to up the competition. You're going to up the the practice level and see what what comes of that during the games. 
And to do that, you've got to get in the portal and get some established, really good wide receivers to come in and push the guys that are coming back uh, to Oklahoma that have already been there. And then you've got to get some elite guys coming out of high school, which Oklahoma already has done. And they're trying to add some more, like the Micah Teases of the world they're trying to flip. Uh, they just offered a kid out of Nashville area in Naplesville, Tennessee, So, uh, and teammates with Taylor Wine, a uh, defensive line commit to Oklahoma. So there's a lot going on there as far as wide receivers goes. And then offensive line, I mean, shoot. Uh, they've offered several. Uh, they, they've got a, some guys in mind as far as uh, – I can't remember the kid off the top of my head, but Northern Illinois – Offensive lineman. Obviously, they've gone after uh, uh, Joe. Uh, gosh, dang it! The, the lineman from Alabama. I'm going blank now. Wait, you you gave me all Cohen. these. Cohen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get Cohen. I gave them to you the other day. Literally, gave them to you. that's how that's how bad it is right now with all these names flying around during National Signing Day. But yeah, and obviously Keandre uh, Jones out of Auburn. Those are some names that Oklahoma fans need to just kind of pay attention to on the offensive line, defensive line. It's a crapshoot. I could throw names out there, and it wouldn't matter because right. I don't know that Oklahoma is in. I don't know where they stand. Like they, they've obviously they've offered several, like Caleb Banks, uh, Braden Frisk, and those guys. But I don't know that Oklahoma's going to get those two. So I think there's some other guys out there that quietly have gone after in the transfer portal. And I think I and I haven't seen it come up on Twitter. They've offered or not. See, that's exactly what you were asking me just a second ago. Right. How hard is it? Well, that's a prime example. We don't know who they've offered outside of those two, and maybe a third at the defensive line position. It's been that quiet, uh, but we know that they're going to go after a few. Uh, I think the other thing is is Jalen Redman, man. Uh, it, you know, he got that senior day invite. He's already kind of acted like he's not going to play in the game, the bowl game. And but yet he hasn't come out and announced anything. You know what I mean? Like that's the weird part about all this. Has is there an NIL projection that can keep him and help him come back to Oklahoma for another year? Because maybe he didn't get the NFL grade that he liked. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts on that defensive line right now. So with all of that in mind, in terms of trying to track down offers that we we do see out there and ones that maybe we haven't seen. Do you think there's going to be one or two surprises before it's all said and done, transfer portal, oh, yeah. signing class combined? Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, look, Oklahoma's gone after uh, Quincy, Quincy Rhodes out of Arkansas. He's been committed to Arkansas since February of last year. And obviously they lost Barry Odom. They have a chance to lose a couple more coaches like Loggins or Bryles, and those were the three guys that were recruiting him. Even though he was a defensive guy, those are the three guys because that was their areas. So <laughs> you, Oklahoma could come in and flip that kid. And obviously he's a big, long-rangey defensive line, defensive end type body. Uh, or they could they, there could be a transfer portal guy or two that we don't know about just yet. I mean, maybe the North Carolina kid, the big nose tackle, Keyshawn Silver, I mean, maybe they're going after him. We don't know about it. Like, I haven't heard anything on that just yet because defensive line has been super quiet outside of the two or three that they publicly offered and who they've gone and visited. And so 
Uh, I think this week, Venables and Bates and all them, they're bouncing around trying to find stuff. They're trying to close in on David Hicks, even though most people think he's going to stick with A&M. I mean, there is a lot of moving parts on that defensive line. It is going to be nuts to see how this ends up come, what, nine days from now, eight days from now? It's going to be crazy. I know that everybody's wrapped up in, okay, who's the next transfer portal name and who can they add to this signing class? Out of the commits, though, that Oklahoma already has, Brandon, because I look at – I think the most exciting thing about McCullough is this Oklahoma team, just talking about the Indiana transfer, Oklahoma needs instant help, right? So of the commits that are in this class right now, who, uh, who front of your mind do you look at and say defensively most likely to contribute straight away next year for Oklahoma? Oh, my goodness. Uh I would probably go out and say Derek LeBlanc would be up probably off the top of my head. Um, and I know there, there's there's a DB or two that Oklahoma would like to come in. I know if if Oklahoma can somehow flip Peyton Bowen, I think he would be a guy that would come in and uh, contribute right off the bat. I think Kendall Dolby, another JUCO defensive back commit that Oklahoma has, I think he's a guy that can really, really – look, from what I'm told, people have really high hopes for him. Hmm. And they think there's a chance he could come in at corner, he could come in at safety, he could come in at a variety of defensive back spots and end up playing uh, year one for them. Makari Vickers is a guy, I think, that could come in and play almost right away. Lewis Baker – or Lewis Carter, excuse me, Lewis Baker. Lewis Baker played back in the day. <laughs> Lewis Carter – uh, out of Tampa, Catholic, Oklahoma did an in-home again just the other day with Coach Venables, and he Auburn was making a push for him, but Oklahoma seemed to stop that, you know, that trend, and and looks like he's going to stick with Oklahoma come National Signing Day. So there's a lot of that, and obviously everybody wants to know PJ Adabare, you know, the five-star defensive end. Yes, I think he could come in and be a guy right off the bat that could contribute. He's super raw, but. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that are built 6'4", 250 pounds and have the athleticism that he has and the quick twitch. I think the, sec- the second he starts getting his hands down and getting, you know, kind of where he can, uh, I guess, go up against an offensive lineman and, and reverse the hands and, and do a lot of different things, I think he's got a chance to come in and and be a guy that plays right off the bat. Maybe probably won't start, obviously, because, you know, you got downs and – Laulu back and a couple other Grimes and a couple other guys, but in R. Mason Thomas, but he has a chance to be in that rotation. So I think defensively, those are the guys you look at. And I think, look, if if Jacoby Johnson, as raw as he is at corner, can figure it out, he might end up being honestly. And I say this, and it's not because I live in Mustang. It's not anything. It's because when you talk to people, his athleticism. At six foot two, six three, 195 pounds, and he runs a legit four four. There's not very many dudes with his ball skills out there walking around this earth. So, if he can figure out the technique part of the cornerback position, he's got a chance to be special. And it may not be year one, but year two, year three, it could be quite scary for everybody else once he starts to really focus on football alone and not just football and basketball because. Uh, he has that sort of athleticism, that sort of talent that whatever he decides to do, cornerback, wide receiver, whatever at the next level, uh, he will be special. 
I could sit here and ask questions all day, but Brandon Drum has a job to do, so we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for finding time and all the great work you do covering recruiting, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you all. That's the drum beat. Brandon Drum, OUinsider.com, at Brandon Drum 24-7 on Twitter. Well worth a follow. Good information. You were nodding on that one. You kind of felt the same way? Oh, Jacoby Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You said it from the first moment whenever he had committed. No doubt, yeah. It's just incredible athlete, that size. I think he could do a ton of different things for Oklahoma. I don't think they should box themselves into the idea that he has to play defensive back, though, either. Because if you get into a situation where you're looking for a wide receiver, Jacoby Johnson can go catch the football for you and make plays. It's true. So that's that's sort of where I am with that. I just that's another one of those guys where it's just get him on campus and figure it out. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Get the best athletes, best players on campus, then find out when they get here. What does Jay Vali always say about cornerbacks? Have you heard his little spiel on cornerbacks? Maybe. He wants football players that play corner. He doesn't want corners that play football. He wants football players that play corner. And in other words, you're not just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cover corner. He's like, you got to be a football player. You got to be physical. You got to be ready to go. So, um, and that's kind of his mindset. So maybe that's what happens. I think Jacoby Johnson's a guy that can, I'm not going to get carried away here because I get mad at people that fall into this trap all the time to where the, the Marcus Major trap, right? Where maybe a former player says something about him and everyone loses their mind. And the next thing you know, every recruiting insider is like, this guy's going to be incredible. And then when it doesn't happen right away, everyone turns on him. I don't want to be like that with this kid, but holy smokes, man, he is. He's something. He's something else. And I think Brandon very casually sort of prepared fans to, okay, wait Wait a couple of years and look out. I think Gentry Williams is in that group too. You know, he had his year to learn. Get 100% healthy, see what kind of offseason he has, and maybe a guy that you see quite a bit out in the bowl. All right, uh, wow, it's 1025. We got a break. It's been an incredibly sad day here on the Raffo Zuiva. Honor the memory of Mike Leach. The tributes will continue throughout the day, including some of our favorites next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I feel terrible. True's not still waiting, is he? No? No, yeah, no, he's not. Well, he had one of those moments where I was like, oh, yeah, we had callers on hold and I completely Yeah, no, he uh, he did stick for a while. Sorry, True. Sorry, True. If you call back, we'll get you right in. Um, boy, there's there's like really good questions here on the recruiting side of things. Uh, Brian with a Y in Tulsa writes, I wonder if we are seriously going after Trace Ford. Uh, I don't – you know, it's interesting because – Has he entered his – he's entered his name in the portal? Right, and I just – because some guys haven't – they've said they're in the portal, but they haven't officially put their name in, like uh, Terry Simmons, just to kind of give you an idea, had announced a couple days ago the edge rusher from West Virginia had announced that he was in the portal, but yet had not had not put his name in yet. But when you look at – when you look at the the schools and kind of the teams and – where they are with who's in and who's out. I'm, I'm I'm stammering around here to try to make the point that just because a guy has said, I'm in the portal, you know, kind of the joke that we've made is I'm in the portal. I've declared bankruptcy. You, you actually have to do it. Now, Trace Ford is officially in the portal. He has been crystal balled to Auburn. 
So I don't necessarily know if if Oklahoma would be considered in on the Edmund product. He hasn't truly committed yet, but as it stands right now, he's he's a guy that they have said is is all in on Auburn right now. And Auburn wasn't involved in his original recruitment. Utah, Tulsa, and SMU, and of course the complaint from OU fans will always be, we gave Joseph what day a we gave him one before we would give Trace Ford one, but no. He's officially in the portal and he has been crystal balled right now to he's been crystal balled to to Auburn. So I would probably say that to no. But I thought Brandon Drum put it very well. You know, it's A, it's hard to kind of follow this unless someone decides they're going to tell you. And B you know, Oklahoma's looking for what everyone is looking for in the portal right now. They're looking for a defensive lineman that can be a difference maker. They're looking for an edge rusher that can get after the quarterback. And those are those are a premium right now. You know, I kind of, you know, Josh, I don't want to say I joked, but we kind of laid out that I don't see anyone necessarily wowing with some of the offers they get once they leave Oklahoma, right? Theo Wees to Missouri, though, is pretty good. I can't help but wonder, though, if you might get a couple of wows from a guy like a Clayton Smith just because of the profile, the athleticism that he potentially brings. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Alton Tarver has a couple of teams where you're like, whoa, okay, well, that sucks. He's going to go there. But it's just it's such a premium right now with what everyone seems to need in the portal that you're seeing some – I mean, Auburn, I feel like it's a pretty damn good offer for a guy like Trace Ford, at the very least, a pretty solid projection. That's a a nice – I don't necessarily say step up to upset OSU fans, but – Well, it's it's an SEC program that has not, you know, last season or whatever, but has won national championships, right? And it's an SEC program, kind of – is what it is. Uh, then there's always this perspective from the 405. I just don't want any OSU guys. I'm sorry, but I just don't see how that helps us. Okay. I think there's – there's. Listen, if I, was, if I was laying out my desires in the portal, I get it. I don't necessarily know if Oklahoma State guys would be at the top of my list, but I think Trace Ford would be good here. I think Mason Cobb would be pretty good as an Oklahoma senior. I mean, there were people that thought Mason Cobb could be the Big 12 defensive player of the year. And you would love some linebacker help, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, with, I, I with understand. Deshaun White out. And- yeah. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I mean, you're telling me that a Dominic Richardson couldn't help this team out in the, in the offensive backfield if they decide to go with the running back in the portal? Oh, I, I want to say this. Brandon said something, and, and I've kind of pushed back against it. Not anything negative about Brandon, but this is overall. Uh, overall. Everyone's like, oh, Oklahoma's just going to be all over the portal for offensive linemen. And as it has played out, that is absolutely 100% apparently the case, right? If the offer is out there to an Alabama kid, an Auburn kid, and the Rhode Island kid. But I, I don't know about you, Josh. There's, there is a lot of – Offensive linemen already on this roster, and they're bringing in three high school offensive linemen. I mean, 
when are we going to start talking about the development side of this? Like a guy like Marcus Alexander, Nate Anderson, Savion Bird, right? Um, Marcus Hicks, who I feel like has been in this program for 10 years. Uh, names like Cullen Montgomery, you know, Aaron Parks, these guys who came in as ballyhooed re- recruits. We just brought up Sexton and Taylor earlier in the show. Like that's, that's a lot of dudes that you have brought in that are talked about recruits that you're just like, oh, no, we'll go get someone in the portal. That's fine. Well, Oklahoma needs a couple of those guys in-house to be different, uh, definite difference makers, no question. But I do think that you try and supplement that with sure. a little bit of proven gold that's out there from the transfer portal. I mean, I think that's the that's the intended purpose here with the transfer portal, right, is to – you know, and not the coaching staff knows what they've got in house too, right? But you've also got pretty good idea what you're getting out of the transfer portal. You think, based on just the the tape that already exists and mm-hmm. production that's already there, so you can get uh, a little bit of a proven commodity there to pair with hopefully in house development that's gone right. So I, again, I've been someone that says on the portal side, hey, they've had some success going into the portal on the offensive line, right? Chris Murray's been good for him. I think it's fair to say that Wanye Morris had a stretch where he was really good. Sure. But it seems most of that success has come from guys through development. Now, where the hell is that development? Let's go. <laughs> I, I do like immediately how we put people in the portal that aren't there yet. Um, like this OSU guys. Give me Braylon Presley and the Presley brothers to OU now, please. Well, first of all, Brendan Presley's not in the portal yet. We'll see. And it doesn't appear, at least from what I've read or seen, Josh, that Oklahoma is in that mix for Braylon Presley. And if I go by what everyone tells me anytime we bring up his name, it's like, I wants to be a running back. Okay. I kind of get the sense based on mom saying something in the media that he wants to be like a – um, Swiss Army Knife. Thank you. Why can I not thank Debo, Debo Samuel? Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel. Well, I was there. I was there. Um, Trace Ford is a guy that I would love to see in an OU uniform, but again, I, he hasn't committed anywhere, but he's crystal ball to Auburn. I, and again, I, I understand that's not always right, but just laying out what's what's the information on that front. So there, I, I'm just not somebody that immediately shuts down another guy. Because of where he went to school. I mean, what's, what do you have right there, Josh? You have the top linebacker portal players, right? I do. Number one is a guy that was at Tulsa that's already going to OSU. I saw Clayton Smith on there. Was he as high as I thought he was? Or was it down a little number bit? Number five. Yeah, he's number five on that list. You know, it, it, Mason Cobb is a slot ahead of him. And I don't – listen, I don't know if you would consider Clayton Smith a true linebacker. Yeah, he's more of a – Edge rush type, isn't That's he? That's me, but I, who knows? Still, though, some consider that a linebacker. Some consider that a defensive end. Who knows? But I think more than anything else, instead of saying, all right, who's next? Josh, we do have to stop and celebrate a little bit of what Oklahoma brought in into Sean McCullough. I mean, this kid is this kid's pretty legit in what Oklahoma, beyond pretty legit. Some are saying maybe even the best transfer portal defensive player. And to me, that is... That's massive good news. I sent you a link over the weekend of – did I send you the link? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I had it saved here to send you the link. Over the weekend of some of the top names 
and projections of guys in the portal and where they could or, or should end up. And I, everyone seemed to be all in on McCullough being the best defensive player in the portal. That's a big deal. And it, sh- it shows you even after 6-6 six and six that you're able to go out and bring in one of the big, big-time players in the portal. I still – like, what are you doing right now if you're TCU or an Ohio State or a Michigan or a Georgia? How are you kind of handling this right now? You know, most, most teams aren't – oh, it's already 1039. But most teams aren't necessarily – I mean, they're all in on bowl prep and bowl practices, but you're preparing for a national championship while you also have to worry about, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in the portal? Because I don't know if TCU is in this national championship picture without Johnny Hodges or Josh Newton, who are both guys that were not only all Big 12, but came out of the transfer portal and made a massive difference for them. Now, again, Johnny Hodges didn't have a ton of offers, but yeah. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, more of your text. Really good stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions text line today. Obviously, tributes to Mike Leach. We've been reading them and and playing them. It's been a fun day on that front to remember him. A sad day, but a fun day to remember some of the incredible quirks and the absolute personality that was Mike Leach. RIP Mike Leach passed away this morning at the age of 61. We're remembering him, talking Cruton. little Kyler Murray update as well next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. We spent most of the first hour paying tribute to Mike Leach. News breaking this morning, uh, about 8 a.m., that Mike Leach was, uh, that he passed away, lost his battle after a massive heart attack on what appears to be Sunday morning as the stories start to circulate, the, you know, the reality that maybe this is something that he had tried to fight through maybe even had been given some advice to say, hey, you need to dial this back. Some had thought that he was going to retire after this season anyway. But he's a great man, funny man. Unique is a word that I'm going to use endlessly. And the Big 12 is what the Big 12 is because of him. So, Entertaining, fun, mm. right? I think both of those words – Need to be said today, too. Breath of fresh air, right? Breath Best description. Of fresh air. For a sport that, again, is so, so tight lipped and cookie cutter, and it's got to be done this way. Mike Leach was every bit the opposite of that. And as such, he was celebrated, right. beloved, beloved, beloved here and beloved nationally. So there's some really good questions and then requests for different bits on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that we'll get to as the show progresses, 405-651-3439. Oh, good, Connor's here. All right. I don't feel as bad about having to go mobile. And I'm planning next hour to just replay Bob Stoops. Oh, are you really? Yeah. You got Brett McMurphy, but maybe we hold on to that until tomorrow. I'm thinking to just play both. Oh, really? Okay, beautiful. Um, Someone had asked this. This is... This is a if you want to get back to genius, boom, a genius. Dude was a genius. Who are you, 405? Give yourself, present yourself with a name. Maybe you can be the genius pirate 
on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, good question by Broken Arrow Fat Boy on Twitter. Which, of course, is a terrific name. Can we officially give him that, or will we get canceled if we give him that name? I think we're, I think good. we're okay. Broken Arrow Fat Boy. He named himself that. Is Oklahoma pursuing any of the Clemson portal guys? Not, not that I know of yet. And let's see, there's, as I could see on, on three, I almost said on cue, on cue, not only great service, great coffee machines and well-priced gas, but on three, uh, only has like eight guys right now in the poor three, four, five, six, seven, eight dudes. Um, names like Sergio Allen, who was a four-star guy that could be interesting, but I don't, I don't know what Brent's mindset is going to be there still. You know, DJ Uyunglele is not probably going to be in the mix at Oklahoma because he wants to go start somewhere and you're not coming here to start. But the other names, uh, Levanta Bentley, who's a redshirt junior linebacker, EJ Williams, who is a wide receiver, Kobe Price running back, Fred Davis, the second cornerback, Kevin Swint, an edge rusher, Sergio Allen, a linebacker, and Dakari Collins, a wide receiver. A lot of needs that Oklahoma seems to have in some of those Clemson guys. I I don't know. Maybe maybe in Dabo's mind, or he's like, listen, if you guys aren't going to play here, go, go be with one of our guys, right? Go to Virginia, go to Clemson, go to, well, I guess – South Florida is no longer an option. I, I don't know. But, again, Brent Venables has made it pretty clear that he wasn't going to go get anyone that was being recruited by Clemson. I mean, if, in all honesty, Jaron uh, Kanick, Kanick said, like, I don't care, I'm, I'm coming to OU. Basically just pulled the Baker Mayfield and showed up. <laughs> right. But I, I don't know. That's a really, really good question, Broken Arrow, fat boy. And I didn't read it just so I could say your name over and over and over. Well, hopefully – if there's mutual interest, the answer is yes, because it's time to rip the being polite Band-Aid off. You were 6-6 six and six this season. So the trying to not bite the hand that fed you kind of thing, it's, look, that, that was nice for a year, but that's done. It's time to win football games. Yeah. Um, and, and then one more. This is actually really good from 5808, who writes on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Honestly, if I'm Trace Ford, why go to OU and deal with all the extra noise all year? Best move if you're leaving is to get as far away from the situation. Maybe. Maybe so. I, I don't know. I don't know why Trace Ford is leaving Oklahoma State. I don't know if it's he just wants to get away from Oklahoma. I I mean, I I was not recruited, nor did I matter at all, but I just wanted to get away from home. And I wanted to get as far away from home as I could. I didn't despise my mom or my dad or anything. It's just time for me to go. I needed to get somewhere else. And maybe Trace Ford, he was at Edmond Santa Fe. He played in Stillwater for, seems like, 62 years. Now it's – and he's battled injury, so I'm sure it's frustrating. Maybe in his mind it is. Hey, maybe you're on to something, 580, Nate, but I, I don't know. Or, counterpoint. Go ahead. Maybe it's the exact opposite, and he just wants out of Oklahoma State, and then that would make Oklahoma the perfect fit. Hmm. But, you know, definitely see both sides here. Best Mike Leach story in my mind is the fake script. Yeah, I. I <laughs> yes, back of the class, I see your hand raised. That's Please. Not, that's not like my favorite story. 
Because they can have the script, and if Oklahoma doesn't execute on the plays, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, essing all over it. But it's hilarious, right, that Texas fell for it. But Texas still won the, won the football game. So, I mean. I'm, yeah, but whatever. I, they fell for it hook, line, I, and sinker. I love it, too, man. I'm with you. But uh, Texas still won the game. Central Michigan won the game. No, 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 no. OSU lost the game. No, 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 no. All right, we got a break. We'll wrap up hour number two next right here on The Ref. I did have a great idea that was posed to me by my buddy Chris Rainey um, because it was uh, it just kind of resonated in my head after 580 Nate's tweet. Fat Boy could probably be the last name of 95% of these texters, self-included. Best guess is the ref army doesn't carry that body by Schmitty. Look. Hey, hey, hey. Chris Rainey's idea was that he was going to make sure it said ref army, uh, ref army plank platoon for nine to nooners. I plank, liked. plank platoon. Pretty cool. I like that a lot. I didn't mind it. Um, I, I, I say go. We don't have any gear. There's mule shoe snake shirts. There's 30th listener shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's TJ's fault shirts yet if we don't already have them. But yeah. Probably we should make those if we don't. Um, the 405 is explaining to me why the fake story or the fake script story is good. Uh, the reason that the fake script story is so funny is that Leach had the presence of mind before a huge game like that to try and put something like that, or pull something like that off. Shows what kind of duty really was. That's why everybody loved him. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just to me, it's like, Okay, that's that's great. That's not my favorite Mike Leach story. <laughs> that's and, and and I'm not diminishing those who love it. I mean, come on, dude. The guy is talked about fighting sun devils and buffaloes, and he gives marriage advice. I think there's more depth to him than one story about a fake script that was dropped in 1999 in a game that we lost. It's a pretty good OU Mike Leach story, though. Yeah, we only had him for a year. You know, some people pretend like he'd been here for ten years, but. He was always around the program, right, because of Texas Tech always being so good. And you think about some of the crucial moments in the early 2000s of OU football after the title, jump around game, the controversy down in Lubbock with that horrible spot on the first down. Always was fun. All right, quick break. Uh, We go mobile here for the top five stories of the day.